Hey friends, welcome to my daily update video. Hey, in a moment, I'm gonna begin a new series today, running up to Christmas, and I'm gonna talk about the five steps to birthing a miracle, to receiving a miracle, but actually allowing God to bring forth a miracle in your life. Because I believe that uh, Christmas is about the birth of a miracle, but God still has miracles he wants to bring forth into the world through you and I. Uh, a few quick housekeeping things before we do that. Number one, Merry Christmas. I hope you're gonna have a really great Christmas and uh, love to pray for you. If you are in any need whatsoever, write me a comment and I promise you I will respond to that. Uh, if you're new to my YouTube channel or whatever platform you're watching this on, please consider hitting the subscribe button on YouTube down there, but wherever you're at. We also do a daily podcast now, an audio podcast. So you'll find that on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I think it's called these days, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, and all good um, podcast suppliers. Uh, let me mention as well, I have a Christmas offer, uh, just a, an offer of audio teaching, it's reduced from $400 to $20. And I'm really kind of targeting this, anybody who might be looking for a gift to give somebody else. So for $20, I have 60 hours of teaching from conferences that I've done over the years, and I will send that on Christmas morning as a download if you're interested in signing up for that. There should be a link below or contact me. And lastly, my email newsletter is a great way of keeping in touch with my wife and I, kids, dog, all the things going on, travel plans, different things like that. So let's talk about miracles. Come on, key number one, everything begins with God. You know, it's really interesting to think of it this way, but God initiates and we respond. And error seems to creep into Christianity every time we think that it's our job to initiate things and God's job to respond to us. You know, I'm really gonna base this quick series on Luke chapter one and Luke chapter two, the story of the birth of Jesus. And in Luke one, the angel Gabriel comes to Zachariah it's interesting, in, in Luke 1, the angel Gabriel comes to two very different people, even though they have a family connection. One of them is one of the top brass of Israel. He is the high priest for the year in the whole of Israel. Once a year, one priest, one high priest, could come into the Holy of Holies where the glory of God dwelt behind the curtain that was rent um, when Jesus died, obviously. Only one guy once a year was chosen to go in there, and this is the guy, Zachariah. He's a high priest, he's a leader in you know, his religion, if you will. He's one of the top men of the day, and yet he has a need in his life, and his wife have a need. The Bible says they were barren, and uh, they couldn't conceive a child. And they're also getting old in time. And I want you to see this, that as Zachariah is in the presence of God, don't, don't pass over this one, as he's in the presence of God, God speaks to him. And I believe God has things he wants to birth in your life and mine. And I believe that um, all miracles really start in that place. They start with God speaking to us. Now, God came to Zachariah with a very dramatic word in a way, um, probably spoke to him in an audible voice, probably shook his bones kind of thing. Uh, you know, later on in the same chapter, the angel Gabriel, same angel, comes to speak to a, probably a young teenage girl called Mary, not in the Holy of Holies. Who knows what she was doing? She's probably washing clothes or kneading bread or, you know, just doing some ordinary household task in a well, and the same angel comes to her. You know, I really want you to catch this, guys. Key number one, the way you receive a miracle is you get 
a word from God. So often we miss what God has for us because we're looking for the end result. We're looking for the, the birth of the miracle. But a miracle has to be conceived. A miracle has to be born. A miracle has to be carried. A miracle um, has to be nurtured. A miracle has to be incubated. A miracle has to be carried full term. And we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And I believe God has things to say to you and I. You know, there is a, I, I love the prophetic, the ministry of prophecy, the gift of prophecy. I believe God wants to speak to us every day in some ways. But so often when God speaks to us, we receive, it's like we receive an emotional benefit. Ooh, God spoke to me. I got a goosebump. I, I felt really good about myself. That's good. That's valid. That's important. That's one of the reasons God speaks to us. But God speaks to you, to you for more than simply the benefit of your emotions. He speaks to you to deposit a word within you. And I believe God has words over the years. There are words that God has spoken to me. Some of them didn't come to pass for many, many years. And you know, back in about 1990, I wanna say 98, 99, I was praying and fasting once. I lived in Paris, France at the time. And the Lord said to me, Graham, one day you're gonna to move to America and uh, have a like a great ministry there. And uh, wow, I was really dramatic. Last thing on my radar, I wasn't praying about that, didn't really wanna to go to America, wasn't on my radar whatsoever. Two weeks later, um, I was asked with my fiance, my wife that now is, if we'd travel, if we drive a guy around Paris, a guest speaker from America. And of course we said, yes, we're, we're helping this guy. I took him to the Palais de Versailles and the, the Tour Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower, we took him to, uh, Giverne, where Monet the painter lives. And at the end of this weekend, this guy said to me, uh, would, you, would you guys like to come and live in America and work for me? And I was like, oh, this is it. This is God's word come to pass. You know, I won't go into the whole story, but we went and it was a, it was a nightmare. This guy was, it was a horrible setup. He threw us out after about three weeks. Not for some big, he threw us out for the big sin of being passionate about God, about wanting revival, about being, wanting to spend our spare time knocking on doors and winning souls. He was like, I want a quiet church, people in, people out, bills paid. I'm not looking for this revival thing. And um, here's the point, for years that word sat in my stomach and occasionally I'd look and go, God, you spoke and it all fell apart. And as I had to learn, no, I, what God spoke, God would bring to pass. God would bring to full time. But the miracle begins with the word of God. I want you to see that. Miracle begins with the word of God. Hey, one last thought for you today and we'll move on in, uh, to step number two tomorrow. I want you to see this though. So often we get impressed with the delivery method through which God speaks to us rather than the actual word that God is speaking and I want you to catch this. This is a really a life-changing thought if you'll get it. The writer to the Hebrews in Hebrews 1 verse 1 says, God who spoke in various, in different, and in sundry ways. He spoke through prophets. He spoke through a donkey. He spoke through men. He spoke through women. He once wrote on the, um, the wall at Babylon. You know, he spoke in all. He spoke through the sky. He spoke through creation. He spoke through different things. Then the writer to the Hebrews says, he has in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Every time a prophet would speak, a prophet would say, thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Boom, 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 the message. Do you know Jesus never once said, thus says the Lord, because Jesus is the Lord. <laughs> Jesus never said, thus says the Lord. He said, verily, verily, 
I say to you this. Before Abraham was, I am. Jesus is not just a prophet. Jesus is the word of God. But I want you to catch that. Don't be impressed with how God speaks to you. If the angel Gabriel would have spoken to Zachariah and said, um, your wife Elizabeth's going to have a child, or a prophet would have come to Zachariah and said, hey, your wife's going to have a child, or Zachariah would have been praying and just in his heart, God would have spoke to him and said, hey, your wife's going to have a child. It would have been the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. It's not about the delivery method. It's about the power of the word of God. Yeah. One of my heroes was a, a wonderful guy called Reinhard Bonnke. And Bonnke, uh, you know, he's a missionary in Africa, preached to countless millions. And Reinhard Bonnke told the story of the first time he ever really preached to a large crowd in India, in India, excuse me, in Africa. And, uh, you know, three or four thousand people. And the Lord, as he's preaching, the Lord suddenly says, call out all the blind people. And about 20 blind people come forward. And Reinhard Bonnke, this young missionary, is standing there thinking, how do you pray for blind people? I don't know how to do this. And suddenly the Lord says something in Bonnke's heart. The Lord says, Reinhard, my word in your mouth is just as powerful as my word in my mouth. And Reinhard Bonnke is, you know, on the stage, sort of internally going, that's blasphemous. That can't be true. And suddenly he realizes what God is saying. God is saying, the power isn't in the mouth. The power is in the word. The word of God in God's mouth. The word of God in my mouth. The word of God in a donkey. The word of God written in a book. The word of God on a video. It's not about how you get it. It's the power. Don't be impressed with the delivery package. Be impressed with what's in the package. And God has words. I believe God has words he's already spoken to you. I believe maybe there are words you've forgotten. You need to go back and dig up and look over and say, Lord, have I let this word, have I cast away my confidence and let that word slip away and I need to get it back? Maybe this is a season to say, Lord, give me a word for this year. Give me a word, not some rehashed, warmed up microwave word you got on the internet, but Lord, give me a word for this coming year for my life that is special to me. Lord, Give me a word, a word that will plant the seed of heaven in my heart that I may birth a miracle. Thanks for watching, guys. I'll be back tomorrow with step number two in this short course, Five Steps to Birthing a Miracle. Again, hit that subscribe button. Check out the links below, including that uh, Christmas offer. If you're looking to buy a gift for anybody, that would be a really great uh, life-changing gift. And drop me a line. I'd really love to hear from you guys. Thanks for watching and bye for now.